I want to welcome you to the Pro Mindset Podcast. The Pro Mindset Podcast is all about diving into the headspace that results in championship performance. High-performing athletes, winners, have this mental flow and have a positive headspace for their performances and success. Join me, Craig Doman, sports attorney and NFL agent, on this podcast. I will interview pro athletes, college athletes, football coaches, and sports personalities. Together, we can discover how you can get in the flow and have your own pro mindset. Today on Pro Mindset Podcast, I am going to give a perspective on whether a player should declare for the draft or go back to school. And this year is a unique year because not only is it the typical three-year player that's a redshirt sophomore, true junior, four-year player, redshirt junior, true senior, it's everybody that's playing college football that has three or more years is eligible for the NFL draft. And everybody that played this year has the opportunity to come back because this is a gifted year for even fifth-year seniors. They can come back and play again in 2021. So I'm just going to kind of review some of the pros and cons, some of the factors, some of the NFL indicators, and ultimately give a guideline and a framework for if you're in that situation and you're thinking about what should I do, what are the important things I should factor into my decision? A lot of times players are influenced by what they see on Twitter, agents that reach out to them or their parents, they're influenced by their coaches. And a lot of times you don't know who to believe. You trust all those people. But the most important thing is for a young man to first and foremost, leave all options on the table. Make decisions in such a way that you have all options on the table. Don't sign with an agent. I'm not anti-agent. I am an agent. But don't sign with an agent until you know for sure which way you're going. And then be patient. There is no rush. You don't need to sign with an agent at 2 o'clock in the morning of your bowl game because you're like, oh, my God, if I don't sign with him, I'm not going to get what I need and I'm not going to train where I want to go, blah, blah, blah. Anybody that says, oh, my God, you need to sign now or this is going to take this off the table, you're not going to have a spot at such and such a location. You're all full of baloney. You are going to be okay. The key thing is to make sure that you use good judgment This is probably going to be one of the most important decisions you make. And the attraction is obviously to go. Certainly there are players that should go, and there's other players that shouldn't, and you just want to make sure that you make the right decision for you. Let me give you a few fallacies about this process. A lot of times when a scout says a guy's going to go third, fourth round, it means he's going to get drafted, and he may not go the fifth or sixth round. A lot of times when scout says this guy's a fourth to seventh rounder, the player only hears fourth, doesn't hear seventh. When a team evaluates a guy as a first rounder and a scout says, oh, my God, he could go in the first round, players need to remember that there's probably 50 to 100 guys that get that kind of commentary. And yet every single year, there's only 32 guys that get their names called in the first round. 32. Every single year, unless a team forfeits a pick, there's 32 picks. And certainly every year there's 100 guys that think they're going to go in the first round. So if you take those things into consideration, you have to understand that when a scout says, hey, man, you could go second to fourth, what he's really saying is that if you run fast, have great interviews, everything goes perfectly, and the team that has a need for someone at your position in the second round 
didn't draft somebody in the first round at that position, and bada-boom, you're there, you get drafted in the second round. The other thing you need to take into consideration as a player is that even though national has a universal grade, there's no such thing as a universal grade for a player across the league. There's not even a universal consensus grade on a player within the building of one franchise. So you're always going to have differing opinions about a player in the building. Perhaps the area scout thinks he should go in the first round. Maybe the cross-checker who evaluates all the players at that position that the team's interested in, looking at the entire country, all the schools grades that guy as a a mid to late second rounder. And then the position coach for that franchise watches him on tape and likes him higher or likes him lower. So at the end of the day, there normally isn't just a consensus grade until the very end when you're about two to three weeks before the draft. And you'll also find that teams will have heated discussions about players because some people in the building really love the player for whatever reason, and other people in the building don't love the player for other reasons. So at the end of the day, don't get hung up or or married to your grade because your grade really isn't a grade. It's just a starting point for the teams to do more evaluation. The other thing I'm going to talk about today in my monologue here about whether a guy should come out or whether a guy should go is just looking at the factors that a player should use in making a decision, looking at the questions he needs to ask himself, and looking at the potential outcomes of where this thing could go. The, the idea is for players to make a decision that can give them the best and easiest path to the best result, and at the same time, give them the highest floor so that things don't go perfectly, because life is typically that way, it never goes perfect. On the day you've got to run, you've got a pulled hamstring, or you, you're not feeling it, and you don't run your PR on the day you need to run it, that they're okay with whatever that result might be. So if a young man's thinking, I'm going to go in the second to the fourth, has a bad day, and he still goes in the third or fourth, he's going to be okay. But if he has a bad day and he goes in the seventh, he might wish he would have come back. Now I'm going to move into what are those questions that a player should consider when he has this decision to make. So there's roughly five different questions that a player needs to ask himself, and depending on what the answers are will dictate what he should do. Question number one is should a player declare for the draft or not? Question number two, what are the most critical factors players should utilize to make his decision? Number three, what does signing with an agent do? And number four, How will the COVID NFL evaluation process look in 2021 compared to previous years? And lastly, number five is ultimately, what is the main goal for players with this decision? So I'm going to start with the first question, which is, should a player declare for the draft or not? I really think there's a three-step process for making that decision. It's very simple. You should have a conversation with your maker. If you have a faith walk, have a conversation use prayer, whatever it is for for you, to kind of get an indication about whether you should stay or whether you should go. Second thing is players should follow their heart. Everybody knows deep down that they really don't want to be in school anymore and they're ready to go no matter what. No matter what the scouts say, no matter whether they get invited to the combine or not, they just want out. They're done. Other guys, they want to stay. They have unfinished business. They feel like they can improve their stock if they come back another year. Perhaps as a player that just got, it became a full-time starter in 2020, 
played a limited schedule and wants the opportunity to showcase his skills next year, potentially make all conference, things like that, and also have the luxury of having the NFL scouts spotlighted as a draft pick going into the season instead of going into the season as a free agent. And then the third thing, which ultimately might become the most important thing, is what are the NFL indicators telling the player? And I'm going to describe what those NFL indicators are. So just to review, the three-step process is have a conversation with God, look at your soul, and figure out what your heart's telling you. And number three is listen to the NFL indicators so that you can understand what the best thing for your business decision is. What are the typical factors that different players have? Every player's different. Everybody's got different needs, different goals, but they're ultimately the same. They just want to make the right decision. Well, some of those factors, typical factors are their family finances, their draft projection, their college team situation, their friends, their girlfriends, their health status. Are they injured and then needing postseason surgery or are they healthy? What were their preseason and postseason grades? Certainly, if their postseason grade merits a combine invite, that's very positive. But if it doesn't, then they're looking at going into undrafted free agency, which is very difficult to do. What are the scout opinions? What are the players measurable? What is his profile compared to what NFL teams are looking for? What are the relationships with their coach? Are they on a winning, in a winning program? What is their possibility for getting better? Are they going to be in a bigger role, have an opportunity to have more flash plays on game tape, those types of things? Now let's talk about the most critical factors a player should use to make his decision. And there's not very many of them, but every one of these is very critical. Number one is, is the player getting invited to the combine? If you don't get invited to the combine, you don't get to showcase your skills and your speed and your athleticism and your personality and your football IQ and all those types of things in Indianapolis. Number two is what is your postseason NFS grade, which is your combine grade? Number three is what is your health situation? NFL hates players that are hurt. You want to have a clean bill of health to maximize your draft position. And the last thing, what last critical factor that you should pay attention to is what's your current college situation? What's the depth chart? Are they trying, they want you to leave because they're trying to move another guy up that they think has a higher ceiling than you do. What's your likelihood of winning? What's a player's relationship with his coach? There's a lot of fractured relationships between players and coaches and College players sometimes forget that they had some of that same stuff in high school, and they're going to have that same stuff when they go to the pros too. So don't hold that against your coach. And then the final thing is an honest opinion about what your ceiling is and your floor is, depending on whether you come out in 2021 or 2022. And some players think that they've got to come now because it's not going to get better. That's not true. Some players may think that if they come back, it's going to automatically increase their stock because they have one more year in college. That's not necessarily true. There is inherent risk in coming back. You can get injured. You can get replaced. You can fall out of favor with your coaches. You can just not play as well as you did this year. And then on the flip side, you could go to the league too soon and you're not ready. Perhaps your body's not ready. Your mind's not ready. Your football IQ's not there. And let's pretend that all those things are there. Well, then the other element is, is the NFL ready for you? 
Are they going to give you a fair shake? Are you going to get picked in the draft? And if you do, by the team that you fit the best with, there's no guarantee that happens. If you don't get selected in the draft, are you going to get a fair opportunity to make it? Undrafted rookies in 2020 had the poorest and least opportunity to make the 53 than any year I've been in the business because they went from 90 roster spots in training camp to 80 because a lot of veteran coaches said, hey, we didn't draft you for a reason. We don't have time to develop you. We're not going to have any preseason games. We're just going to let you go. And they did. The number of preseason games is critical for young players. For older players, it doesn't matter. For young players, it's, it's one of the most critical factors. When you look at this opportunity about whether to stay, whether to go, there's really two major components. One is, what is the smartest decision to give yourself the best opportunity to get in the NFL, to be drafted in the NFL, and to make the most money on your rookie contract? And then when you get drafted and you have a rookie contract and you show up for OTAs, and now you're an NFL player, the second part of this equation is are you going to get the best opportunity to stay there? So many NFL players sign contracts and don't make any money on their contracts because they're not guaranteed. First renters have 100% of their contract guaranteed for all four or five years. But everybody else only gets their signing bonus guaranteed, and a few guys get a, a little bit of their base salary paragraph five guaranteed, but for the most part, it's just a signing bonus. The next one is, what happens when a player signs with an agent? It eliminates one of his options. He now has no option but to go pro. So if there's a young man out there that's trying to weigh his decision, wants to make the best decision, doesn't know what to do, the last thing you want to do right now is sign with an agent. Because the combine invites normally go out around December 31st for 2021 draft. I'm assuming that the the combine invites are going to come out around the same time. If you're invited to the combine, now you need combine training if you're going to go. Now you need an agent to pay for your training. But if you want the opportunity to consider coming back, and let's say it's 60-40, 70-30, you want to leave. Contingent upon whether or not you get a combine invite, you at least want to have the option to come back if you don't get that combine invite. And for some reason you sign with an agent today, you can't come back. Agents are great. Agents can provide feedback, scouting input, recommendations on training, funding for training, all these things. But the bad thing is they can't help an amateur who signs with him go back to being an amateur. So be very careful. Be patient. I would recommend that a player wait until he has a combine invite before he signs with an agent. COVID and 2020 are going to be married forever. COVID has made so many wrinkles in the football world, especially college football. COVID has made so many adjustments and hurdles for players and teams this season and testing every day and quarantining and contact tracing and sitting out games and canceling games and all these types of things. So let's talk about COVID's effect on the 2020 NFL draft. The COVID effect on last year's draft was that on March 12th of this year, the NFL suspended pro days. No NFL scouts went out to colleges to watch any players 
or time any players at pro days after March 12th. They suspended and eliminated pre-draft visits. They had a Zoom OTA process all through May and June. What's it going to be like in 2021? The East-West Shrine game and the NFLPA All-Star games are not having games. There's a 50-50 chance that the Senior Bowl is going to have a game. Apparently, the Hula Bowl is going to try to have a game over in Hawaii. And the question isn't so much about whether they're going to have a game. It's about whether the scouts and coaches in the NFL are actually going to be able to go to those practices and go to those games. And so there's a very high probability that even if the Senior Bowl happens, it will happen without scouts and coaches, and the practices will be videotaped. The game will be televised and the NFL scouts and coaches will get copies and access to those videos, and that's how they'll be able to evaluate the players that are in that game. That's better than nothing, but that certainly isn't anything close to what it's been in the past where NFL scouts are on the sidelines, they're in the drills, they're interviewing, they're talking to the players before and after practice, before and after they get on the bus. They're talking to them in the hotel rooms. They've got meeting set up with the players that they have interest in, and then sometimes those will be 15 minutes, sometimes they'll be an hour. Sometimes players will have the opportunity to talk to multiple people in an organization in an interview setting at the Senior Bowl. Those won't happen. And then the NFL Combine this year is working on their protocols, and they haven't even communicated as of today with their own NFL teams on what the NFL Combine is going to look like in 2021. And so a lot of people have speculated that certainly it's not going to be business as usual. And business as usual was five days. You come in, they pick you up at the airport in Indianapolis in a shuttle, they take you straight to Memorial Hospital, and you get pulled and prodded, and they identify which, which body parts need MRI, and the players get a plethora of MRIs. Then the next day is a follow-up to medical. And then through those five days, ending with, on the morning of the last day is the on-the-field workouts, the 40, the position drills, and then they put the guys on the shuttle and send them back home. But in between that time, there's contact every night with NFL teams via interviews, either formal interviews, and teams are limited to the number of players they can have, where you're meeting with the head coach, the GM, potentially the owner, your position coach, all those types of guys, the area scout. And then there's also informal interviews where they have a room right next to the Holiday Inn Hotel where the players stay in Indianapolis. You know, let's say the tight ends are, are flown in and they're all at the Combine. The tight ends coaches and assistant tight ends coaches will go over and have like a meet and greet with all the tight ends at the Combine. And so a player could literally almost talk to every NFL tight end coach in one night maybe five minutes here, 10 minutes there. That won't happen this year if the coaches and the scouts are not allowed to come to Indy. So if you look at what it's been and what it's going to be, don't know for sure. One thing I do know for sure, it's not going to be the same as it's been. It's going to be less contact between the players and the teams, less opportunity for the players to make an impression on the teams. That tells me that the preseason combine grades were what the player did in the 6 to 11 games he might have played in the 2020 fall season, and then what his postseason grade is, is going to be more determinate of a player's draft projection 
than ever before. So for those players that are rated very high, this is the time to go. Don't even think about, don't even hesitate about coming back. You've got to go. You've got to make sure you've got an agent. You know where you're going to train. You're going to go to the combine. You don't care what the combine is. You don't care how it's modified. You're starting with a position of leverage. You're starting at a position of power. You are coveted. You're liked. They want you. But if you're a, a sixth, seventh priority free agent kind of guy, you've got to pump the brakes. And so this is where I separate players because when you start looking at the, the COVID-21 draft evaluation process, this is where COVID makes a huge impact. And where COVID's a separator between the players that are definite consensus draft picks and the guys that are possible, probable, maybes. Some teams like them, some don't. And if you're in that second group of guys, you've really got to pump the brakes and dig deeper into what is in your best interest because for the schools in most cases, it's their best interest for you to come back, but it may not be in your best interest to come back. So that's where the real decision needs to be made as for guys that are in that situation. And the last question that I wanted to discuss today is what's the ultimate main goal for players in making this decision? And I believe the ultimate main goal is making the right decision. That's what it is. It's just making the right decision. Keep it in mind that the right decision for one player may not necessarily be the right decision for another player. Players that think they're in similar situations may be, but they may not be. And ultimately, I believe players need to make a decision in such a way that no matter what happens, they can still make the decision that they made the right decision. So if a player decides to come back and things don't go perfectly, it was still the right decision for that player. And if a player decides to jump and, and go into the draft and maybe he shouldn't have, he still can make that the right decision. He can still make it. He can still build a career. And so for a player to, to make the right decision, he's got to make sure he takes into consideration the NFL indicators not just go on his heart, not just go on what an agent said, not just go on what his parents want him to do, not just what his coaches want him to do, but what the NFL indicators tell him he should do. Okay, I'm going to summarize. Should you go or should you stay? I'm going to give a conclusion on how I would do it, knowing what I know, having the relationships I have with teams, knowing how agents talk to players, knowing how coaches talk to players, knowing the risk of leaving and failing, knowing the risk of staying and failing, compared to knowing the, the benefits of staying and succeeding and knowing the benefits of leaving and succeeding. I can summarize any decision a young man needs to make about his career into four quadrants. And those four quadrants are you should have left and you did, right decision, should have left and didn't, wrong decision, should have stayed and you did, and that was the right decision, or you sh should have stayed and you didn't, and that was the wrong decision. And so if you look at that, those, that quadrant, there's four outcomes, two of them, one for each, for staying and for going, is correct, is the right decision. And I would think if you're 
facing this situation or if you're a parent and you're listening to this and you're wondering, should my kid stay, should my kid go, you want your son and as a player, you want yourself to leave if you should or stay if you should. But what you don't want is being in a situation where you leave and you shouldn't have because if you do, you're going to be watching your buddies play next October. And if you should have left and you stayed, you might find yourself in a position at school where you're hating life because you should be playing in the NFL and you've still got another year of college to go. I want to wish everybody the best of luck in their decision. I want you guys, especially the players, to look into your heart because it's going to be really hard to make it in the NFL if you're thinking about being back at school. And it's going to be not a lot of fun to go show up for spring ball this year and show up for August camp at your college if your heart is playing in the NFL. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just suggesting that you make the decision that's right for you. Best of luck. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pro Mindset. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. You can follow us on our website, promindsetpodcast.com or on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Pro Mindset Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you the next time.